0: Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real-life lessons and people doing cool shit. That intro is wrong this week. It is only me, Sarah, minus Tully, after last week's friendship Episode, we were like, you know what? We just shouldn't be friends anymore. Only joking. She's, um, Tal is taking one for the team at the moment, and she is over in LA helping chase our dreams, which I am very, very, very grateful for. I'm here in cold Melbourne, and, um, after last week's episode, actually, we got a lot, a lot of feedback, and you guys seem to love the conversation about twenties, thirties, how we've evolved, how friendships have evolved, how dating has evolved. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do for this solo episode by myself? It's like, oh, I definitely can't talk for 40 minutes to myself. I'm not that cray cray. Shout out to um, Lola Berry, who has an amazing podcast. And I don't know how you do the solo eps by yourself, but I thoroughly thoroughly enjoy them. So I was like, you know what, I want to um, keep on the theme because you guys love it, I love it. And so I was like, what's next? And it's your 40s. And I was like, who do I look up to in their 40s who is confident and into health and has evolved as a person? And I was like, you know what, Alex Pike. And so she has been on the podcast before but I've um got her to jump back on and we we do we talk about how she's changed in her 20s, 30s and 40s and how she is now that aspirational 40-year-old like she's hot she's rocking it she's healthy she's confident and that's what's led her to one of her new businesses inside out beauty but um yeah it's just a really interesting chat of what we all have to look forward to in the future and how far we've all come from our 20s. And it's, I don't know, sometimes your 20s can really suck and you think it's not going to get better, but I can tell you your, your 30s, it gets better. And from what Alex says, your 40s are even better and she can't wait to turn 50. And we talk about ageing as well, accepting ageing, which has been a big thing. I remember when I got my first grey hair and I uh, messaged all the girls and I was like, fuck. But just embracing getting older and, I don't know, accepting it and loving it. So we, we talk about all of that. Uh, so that is about it. Any updates from me? Tully woke me up at 4am this morning with a beautiful phone call from LA, so I can't wait to jump into bed tonight. Um, I've had some really, really nice, open and honest conversations with friends over the last week and um, it's been liberating, I would say, all this honesty and sharing and being more vulnerable and so that is something in my life that I'm really enjoying exploring more. I never thought I would be one to really like journaling, but there's a, I'm enjoying it. And I'm like, Jesus, a lot is coming up. A lot about friends, families, how I want to show up, what patterns have been in my life. And that's an episode we're going to do in a couple of weeks with a, um, a psychologist, which I was talking to him today, and I was like, I think a lot of people are going to have huge ta da moments in this episode that's coming up. So that's one to wait for. But yeah, apart from that, just trying to be my open self, be open to um, dating that guy. Oh, he's probably listening now. He knows I've got a podcast. So that's great. So I won't call him what we used to call him. Um, but, yes, just being more open, enjoying times with friends and family because just like Alex says in the podcast, like it goes so quick and just got to just do it. So um, without further ado, please enjoy this little chat with my dear friend Alex Pike.
1: Alex, welcome back. Sarah, thank you for having me. It's just me today. I know, I love it. I'm missing Tully, but I was um, very happy to see her in LA. Yeah, living her best life. Best life. I just got back, so I completely understand where she's at right now. What were you doing there? So I went over for, um, I'm working with a tech guy, Mm. um, rebuilding my platform for my wellness program, and I did some training with a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon. And it was uh, a wonderful six days. Six days? Yes. Yes. I'm going
0: to come back to this because I do want to talk about business with you. Sure. But I do want to kick off because last week Tally and I were talking about our 20s, our 30s and what we've learned. And since our last episode, you mentioned that you were 44? Yeah. You, yeah. 44. And for a long time, you didn't claim your age because of the stigma around ageing. Sure. And now you completely own it. Yes. And I think you're an aspirational 40-year-old now. Well, I
1: I really appreciate you saying that. I I do get a lot of messages from women. Yeah. Um, really positive messages actually saying, saying things like that about, you know, I'm looking to you as I've had three kids and I, I really want to start taking care of myself. And so I feel like, you know, just through my own journey of self-care I have Um, inspired some women or you know a lot of women to to start looking after themselves and living their best life again how have your 40s changed for you uh look I honestly don't think I've ever been happier I am very present in the moment I I feel very confident in my body yeah you know and I was a model so you know I've been in front of a camera since I was 12 years old yeah so and Body confidence was not something I had for many, many years. Even
0: though you're a model. Yeah. I
1: mean, honestly, when I was signed, I was 12 years old. I did Dolly Cover Girl. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, we were asked to go into Chadwick's and they measured me up. My parents were there. And, you know, on that first visit to the agency, they, you know, the booker said to me, you're going to have to watch your hips. Yeah. You know, I was put under that kind of pressure at 12 and, you you know, I would I would be sent up to Sydney in the school holidays and I, I would arrive, uh, I would go to castings, I would do jobs, I would live in a model house and I would go back to Aubrey to my parents, very skinny. Mm. Uh, there was a lot of pressure. So I think that sort of started my yo-yo dieting a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I definitely was very, very self-conscious about my body for a long
0: time. When and how did that start to shift though?
1: It's funny, I think... Uh, I think, honestly, when I really got into fitness. So I I honestly feel like since turning after my 40th birthday, when I really did concentrate and had those long stints of sobriety, Mm -hmm. I really started to feel confident. I mean, I just did a a shoot when I was in LA for a, a a drink like a hydration drink yeah and I'm the oldest model in the world (laughs) (laughs) I was in a bikini you've still got it Uh, so you know to do something like that and like take photos on a beach in a bikini I I definitely feel good about myself
0: you do have or elude so much confidence and for people who do slide in your dms that's probably one of their questions or something that they lack so Apart from fitness, how did you build up your confidence though?
1: It was the small daily habits for sure. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, the walking, the giving up the drink. And look, I do have a drink a couple of times a year, but Mm. it's just not part of my lifestyle anymore. Uh, But yeah, definitely daily habits, um, making that commitment to myself. And over that time, and I've really, really have committed to, an exercise regime over the past three years, three and a half years, my body has actually changed. Like I'm longer, leaner, massively, massively. I've like seen the before and afters. I yeah, I've lost eight and a half kilos, kept it off, but even just the walking an hour a day, it's actually changed the way I look. Like my, I've got abs, mm-hmm. I've got longer, leaner muscles. You know, I do do weights maybe once a week or every fortnight, a couple of times in that week, but mm. I would say. The majority of of me getting in shape and looking and feeling better has been the walking.
0: What I've picked up on, and someone else has said it to me before, is if you do small things that you know are good for you each day, that's when your confidence starts to build up.
1: Absolutely like a hundred percent. I'm really a bit of a stickler for the routine. So I'll start my day early. You know, I do, um, have 50% custody of the kids. So, Mm. um, the older boys are at boarding school now, but when they weren't, I would always get up that hour earlier, uh, make usually meditate, make the coffee. My gratitude journal is sitting next to my bed. I do do the journaling in the morning, set some intentions for the day. And then I usually go for the hour walk, sometimes hour and a half. And now it's non-negotiable. I'm very fortunate. I do own my own business, so I can start work, you know, around the 10 o'clock mark. Yeah. Um, But even if I don't and I've got only one child, I'll organise for, you know, his dad to pick him up early um, so I can make sure I I really do fulfil that commitment because it just, it's changed my whole life.
0: Do you feel bad if you miss a day?
1: I do. I don't beat myself up. And look, in all honesty, I probably, I think there would be half a dozen times in three years I've missed. Really? Yeah. Since since starting on this journey, the walking for me is my self-care. Uh, it, it calms me. It focuses, I, I'm more focused. Uh, I sometimes use the time to make calls. I yeah. sometimes listen to a podcast. If my vibration has lowered um I usually listen to some really great dance music and that'll that'll get me feeling really great um,
0: but it's my time. How did you get so in tune you're saying about vibration? how did you get so in tune with yourself?
1: <sighs> it's, it's been a really long journey. I think after my um, divorce it was probably nine years ago uh, I had not ever meditated and I went to Bali and i Learned how to meditate with a Dharaji Hindu priestess Mm -hmm. and spent, I actually spent time with her. It was an online soul school it was called. Her name is Nicole Phoenix Star. So I worked with her. My commitment to her over the three months was that I had to meditate every day and I had to give up alcohol. So that was really the start. I was in a pretty bad place. I was pretty, um, I was definitely in victim mode, Um, you know, wasn't, It wasn't an easy breakup. Jim was four months old, maybe six months old when I left. So um, it was really painful. I felt like a a complete failure. And uh, three months after the commitment to the online school, I decided to travel to Bali and spend time with her and really learn how to meditate. So I think the meditation for me has been a wonderful tool to utilize uh, into raising my vibration and calming my mind. Mm-hmm. So I think I think she probably started to introduce me to, to vibration and particularly alcohol. So I spent most of my 20s really abusing alcohol yeah. uh, and my teenage years. I think I I first got extremely intoxicated around 14, 15. And, um, you know, binge drinking was definitely a part of that time of the 90s. So really abused alcohol and, um, and you know, as I aged I realised that every time I drank um, and even still to this day my vibration just lowers immediately mm. and unfortunately and, and for me now when I drink I get extremely nauseated the next day. So for me it's just not fun anymore. I yeah. don't want to be sick on a Saturday. I'd rather be walking up a hill. So... Yeah, I think the frequency thing is really important but now I've got the tools to, to raise it but it's also even with relationships and friendships, you know, I am really picky about, the you know, who I'm hanging around yeah. in terms of that vibration because I, I like to, to feel good and I notice um, very obviously now if I'm around certain people and my vibration lowers.
0: So you you reflect after spending time with someone, you're like, oh, I didn't like that interaction. Yeah. Maybe I distance myself a bit. Yeah, and yeah. I feel
1: I feel too. You know, with my work, I come across so many different people uh, in a day. You know, of in in my clinics. Um, so I'm very. I've always been fairly intuitive, but I I definitely um, know who I like to hang around, who I feel safe around, and. Feel good around.
0: We with your job as well. You give a lot, so you you also have to fill up your cup as well. Mm -hmm. And are these the little things that fill up your cup? Definitely, everything.
1: Yeah. So I um I call them the daily love tasks. Yeah. So that's you know the commitment to loving myself. But walking is number one, Mm -hmm. and drinking no drinking is number two. So you know, as I said, I mean, I went to America fair few times. Over this year, and um, I think on the first trip I had one drink. On the second trip, I might have had two. Like it's just not part of my lifestyle yeah. anymore. Yeah, at all.
0: There is a lot about now how confident you are, and your age, and you in the media. Do you feel pressure at all to look a certain way in your forties now? I I do in a way
1: I think I feel less pressure to oh. be really honest yeah. I feel like I think because of getting fit for me I really do feel a lot more confident yeah in my body in my body shape um yeah I, I definitely feel less pressure mm. because I'm much more comfortable in my own skin like I haven't had a filler since 2019 2018. Yeah, 2018. I haven't had a filler. Well, I don't even like that look. Yeah. Um. And you know, the the fillers last a really really long time.
0: We had that conversation recently, and um, because I was talking to another friend, and I, I said asked her the exactly the same question, and that's why your answer made me smile because I love your answer. And hers was, yes, I really do feel the pressure. I don't yeah. want to rock up anywhere and people be like, oh, that's how you really look, and. Tally said we can throw on her under the bus in this one. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we're not going to do We promise we won't throw you under the bus, Tally. <laughs> we we came to see you a few weeks ago and Tally, um, you're like, what can I do for you, Tally? Like, what is it? And she's like, these lines, I just don't like it. And you were so great in that situation and I even said to you, you're like, I can't do anything and I'm not going to do anything. And you're just getting older. But we all are. Yeah. We all are getting older. But do you think there's a societal pressure for us to look a certain way?
1: Yeah, I do. I, look, it's it's very difficult. It's very difficult now, and I've, I spoke about this on the last time we spoke mm. on the episode. Navigating, you know, what's surgical and what's non-surgical as well. But you're also dealing with a platform like Instagram where everyone filters their photos and it's not even a real person.
0: Com- compares themselves to everyone else. Yeah. yeah. And, I
1: mean, f- skin has pores. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, before we use all those, you know, amazing apps where they, you know, blend all that out, I mean, skin has pores. So no one looks like that. Celebrities don't look like that. You know, we're not coming from a place of even reality to start with. So I do feel like there's definite pressure Uh But I also feel there's a real calmness that comes with getting older. And I I put a little meme up today that ageing is a privilege. I mean, there's so many things we need to be grateful for. But I feel for me, you know, I'm turning 50 in five years. Like I'm (laughs) so excited about that. I just know that I'm going to be some. Older lady living in Portugal with long hair, growing tomatoes.
0: <laughs> oh, I, love that. I,
1: I just know that I'm going to be very centered and calm and relaxed. I mean, I hope I can manifest that, but um sure there's pressure. and I feel like, you know, in terms of coming to someone like me from a cosmetic point of view, mm-hmm. that you you need to go to someone very ethical, very experienced, and someone that's not just gonna keep taking your money and putting these products. In because that is not the answer either yeah sure I you know have a practice and I inject people for a living uh but I I have never said no more than I say no now because I you know I take what I do very seriously and there's just been so much over injecting that, that we're really seeing now the effects of younger people actually are looking older with having these these treatments and um you just can't keep having them done. Mm. There's,
0: there's, there's got to be an end point. Was your confidence in your looks like that in your 30s or do you think this is something that I have to, and my, me and my friends have to look forward to in our 40s? Because that's our age group at the moment. They're like they are comparing. They do feel that insecurity. They do want more work done. Yeah. When do we stop? I just think too much work is just so unattractive. Like I just,
1: I'm not into it. I think this is where the other modalities come in, you know, really good skin regime, really good hydration. I've never Mm. taken my health more seriously. Like I really look at everything I'm putting into my body, what I'm putting on my face, you know, chemicals, you know, exposure to, you know, different Mm. environmental, you know, exposure. You know what I'm trying well, to say. Yeah, what
0: well, can people do for well, skin, I think, like other things apart from cosmetic stuff?
1: Well, I think that diet is hugely important and, and um, you know, things like infrared saunas and, you know, really looking at your hydration. I've mean, mm. spoken about this before. I've got a Kangen machine and, yep. look, I'm, I'm definitely drinking probably three and a half litres of water a day, um, a really good routine. But, yeah, really... Alcohol in moderation, yep. but just really less processed foods. I mean, the the foods that we're actually ingesting—it's it, alarming, and we are living on Uber Eats, and it's just all sugar. Do you eat organically? I, I honestly, if I can't get organic, I will just eat um, meat. That's
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: I, I I don't even waste my time because the the head of broccoli would have been pulled out of the ground seven, eight weeks ago and frozen. Yep. You might as well be eating cardboard. So I, I'm really fussy about meat, but I have a I do follow a keto-based diet. I am mm-hmm. not a nutritionist. I am not endorsing you to follow a diet that I am following. Um, just a disclaimer there, but I do most definitely and have for many, many years yep. um, followed a keto-based diet where it's really I have eggs and bacon for breakfast, maybe a quarter of an avocado. I rarely eat lunch and for dinner I, I most mostly have a steak or, uh, you know, some lean chicken. I'm very fussy about chicken though because of the hormones. Mm, hmm.
0: That's really interesting. And I like
1: salad, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I like making a beautiful salad, but um i'm more about eating for survival.
0: Yep. It's going to get you to 120, isn't it? Oh, look, I don't know. <laughs> I, that's the funniest thing about that whole
1: that whole podcast is interesting and I'm I will say it again, yeah. I do believe that um in the morning if you can get some morning sun, mm-hmm. um, it's very very important. Um it regulates your hormones, you sleep better, mm-hmm. um but you know, I'm not I think it was taken a little bit out of context that I <laughs> stare into the sun and burn my eyes. But, no, I, I do really like the morning sun for yep. energy. I'm definitely not a person that would like to live in London, for example. Like mm. I, I really do like the warmer weather.
0: Yeah. And I'll, now I want to shift gears because mm-hmm. I see you as a businesswoman and I admire the businesswoman you are and how hard working you are. And I don't think people have seen that side of you very often. hmm can you tell people you've got Inside Out Beauty, you've got this practice. Mm-hmm. How's your business journey been? It's been hard. It's Has been it? very hard.
1: I mean, I started the business maybe 12 years ago, and I, I've I've told this story before, but I I um went into business with some doctors. Um, we purchased three vials of Botox and I had a telephone. I, I actually was cold calling people. So I had no brand. I had nothing. Wow. I, I needed to build it from scratch. I even called, you know, friends of my mother to see if they just want to come in and try a treatment. So it was it was a long, long journey from the business perspective. Um, when I started the first clinic. Um and it was really, it was really through education. I I really went to every single conference I possibly could. Like I literally sat on a chair and just, you know, watched the best injectors of the world inject for hours and hours and, and flew to Sydney and left my kids. And, you know, like it was a long, long road. Mm. And probably about four years in. Nearly five. I think it really started to turn over really good money and um, I really started to build a brand. And that's sort of when I, you know, took it even more seriously and started seeking out injectors in London and Turkey and like the best in the world. I would knock on their door and that was sort of the beginning of Instagram. That would have been around 2011, 12. So I was really fortunate that um, I made really good contacts. I was really good at networking. And I had doors open to me um, and I gained a lot of experience through that. So that was really, really great. Um, But it sort of came down to the fact that I actually didn't know how to run a business. So great, you can turn over money. But, you know, I had a staff member steal, you know, nearly 30000 You know, I I didn't know how to be a leader. I didn't know how to be a boss. Uh, It was... It was really rough.
0: It was rough. How do you learn all that? Because that's something that I'm trying to navigate now is like what kind of leader am I? What kind of leader do I want to be? Mm -hmm. Well, it comes down to boundaries.
1: It's all about Boundaries 101 for sure and, um, you know, you're not meant to You want to have a really pleasant working environment, but you're not meant to be friends with the staff if you're running the business. I made those sorts of mistakes. And apparently everyone makes these sort of mistakes. But for me, I started following uh, Andy Frisella on Instagram. He was actually the inventor of 75 Hard. He has a real company called First Form and it's a supplement company. They started with two stores and uh, I think their business is like, it turns over nearly 400. Actually, I'm not going to say. I don't even know. It turns over many, many, <laughs> many, lot. many, many millions of dollars. Yeah. And um, and so him and another entrepreneur, an incredible um, motivator called Ed Milet, started a business group called RTA Syndicate. And I, um, they took applications once a year and I applied and I, um, I was accepted into the program. So it was a mentorship Program um, all based on business, and the network that I have made through this uh, organization has uh, is just been so wonderful for me. And now, if I have a problem in the business, I can jump on a jump on a call with you know some of the people I've met, or one of the guys I've met, or whatever specific field or problem I have. Whether it's a tech problem, you know, whether it's um, website related or accounting, um, there's experts in business from all different fields and um we get a live call with ed or andy every week hmm. and i've learned how to run a business and how to scale a business and i've been uh i haven't finished my skincare line i'm still i'm still <laughs> going but I, I just can't put my name on just onto something that's like not 100 percent yet but i'm i'm very very close but um I don't think I would have had that, even the confidence to do that unless I'd, I'd done this couple of years with them. Like really? it's really helped me. Yeah.
0: In what way? Because it's it's so different to what you do now in a service.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, absolutely. Because um, you know they they deal in products. Yeah. You know it's completely different. I'm a medical. I'm a registered medical professional. You know I I, I am in a service business. Yeah. So um, building a, a product from scratch, you know, I needed to to get the right tools
0: for that. When is it going to be launched? Can I have, I have <laughs> no idea,
1: but I really want it to be special. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's it's how, exciting.
0: How good is that that you don't want to put your name to a product no. that you you could go make a quick dollar if you really wanted to. Absolutely, but I can't endorse not, something it's that not it's you. not it's
1: not it's not what I'm passionate about. Yeah. So, uh, look, it's getting it's getting very close.
0: Yeah. Have there been any other learnings in business? Um.
1: It's really, again, about the daily habits. You know, mm-hmm. I, I set, you know, I work on the the power list system, which is another thing I learned from um, Andy. So I have three, you know, critical tasks every day and I write those down and I have to tick them off. And you know what? I did more than that today. I've, I've achieved a lot today. <sighs> Overachieve today. I know, woo! today. I <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, no, I think that, you know, sticking to your word, mm. you know, and not... Honestly, like it's not easy being a business I mean, I went in yesterday, kids are all home, we, we got ready to, for dinner, we were having a family night with all my parents and my sister and her husband and all the kids and uh, at around 3 o'clock I just said to the kids, I've got to go into work and finish up everything that I was doing on Saturday. Mm. I mean, you never really clock off. You like, never do. always something to do, yep. always something to follow up on and I was in there sitting in my clinic on a Sunday doing paperwork. Do you ever get the mum
0: guilt about that?
1: Um, I'm not in this situation because I I had spent the quality time. Yeah. And I think that's where I have definitely changed, um, most definitely probably in the last even 12 months, 18 months, mm. really when I've got the kids being extremely present. And, you know, I think Jim made a comment like, oh, you're always on your phone or you never listen to me when you're on your phone or, you know, I've been really making that an issue and actually turning the thing off. Yeah. Or having a rule where we all hand our phones in and put them in the car because then they're out.
0: And, and the then, teenage boys even do that?
1: Well, they don't like it <laughs> um, but they're they're in a different situation too because they're in a boarding school now where they don't get their phones very often. Yeah. So I am a little bit more lenient um, when they're home but um, when it's family time I think it's really important, especially at the dinner table I can't stand it.
0: Yeah. How is it being a mum of boys?
1: I think it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, we're very, very close uh, I've always had, you know, very open communication with them about um, honesty mm. and integrity and really coming coming to either, you know, me or my ex-husband, you know, if anything's wrong and being, being able to talk, mm. um, which is very important. I think I definitely have parented extremely different to my, my parents. Yeah. So I grew up in an extremely strict household. You know, we were... We were we were very much, um, you know, we didn't we didn't socialise that much. We were, you know, it was a pretty strict upbringing, to be really honest.
0: Yeah, and you didn't want to do that with your children, obviously.
1: No, I mean, I'm, I've been very strict on manners, yeah, respect, yeah, um, and they've, you know, they're great kids. Uh, yeah, and I've, I've been a disciplinarian for sure. I mean, when you are a single mum. You do, even though their fathers are extremely involved and very strong men, I have been, you know, at times have to have that male or that masculine influence. Yeah. You know, so they listen. So, you know, they're very respectful to me. They treat me very well.
0: That's what you want from yeah. your boys, don't you? <laughs> the boys and their mums. that's what I was saying to you before. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a question I wanted to ask about motherhood and boys and children in general. When... You might think, or when any mum who's listening might think, "Oh fuck, I fucked up as you know, mm-hmm. being a mother." There, what's your action plan there? I
1: think for me, like when I hadn't done as much healing or mm. work on myself, I think, and this was in all aspects of life, I I would be a reactor, like oh, yeah. I would fly off the handle, yeah. get emotional. Since really my own healing journey and and seeking out experts that have helped me Mm. in, um, in different ways. I feel like I'm much better at sitting in the moment, really observing, taking a breath, not flying off. I think that that would have been... My fuck up would, would have been, you know, yelling and losing my shit yeah. at the kids. Um, and that then volatility and, well, the yeah, kid. you know, and you do, you know, you're tired and you're working and you know you got pickups and you're dealing with it all. It's stressful, you know. And I've you know driven up and down a highway for six years running, you know, the two clinics. It's been intense. Um, so I'm much better at that now. You know, just really coming from. A place of love yeah. instead of reacting and yelling and yeah, yeah that would have been my bad I, trait
0: i don't know how you honestly do it you're with the two practices you're ma, being a mom you're bringing out your own light and inside out beauty and remaining calm
1: i don't think i am calm all the time
0: <laughs> i have my moments the boys will be listening to this and be like mom, yeah. no way! oh my
1: god you'll never hear the end of yeah. it but no i as i said i'm good at I have very early nights. Like yeah. I'll be really honest. I
0: just don't I don't socialise like I used to. And is that something that's changed in your 40s? Because this is what I'm yeah. um, my twenties have changed. Uh, my thirties have changed so much from my twenties. And I kind of want to know what's next. Mm. What are my what do my friendships look like? What does um, I hopefully it might be in a relationship by then. What's dating look like? I don't know. Like are, is your friendship group small or small? Very, small? very yeah. small.
1: And, look, because I, my friends are extremely respectful of the fact that I, I don't drink. Yeah. So, you know, that sort of limits you to, you know, if your girlfriends want to go for a big night and you're not drinking. I still go, uh, obviously go home earlier. Uh, but in saying that, I've got a handful of friends and they've, they're all very, very long friendships. Yeah. And um, I'm very blessed. But um, my circle's really small. You mm-hmm. know, I spend a lot of time alone when I don't have the kids, uh, a lot of time walking, obviously, but um, I'm very happy in that space. Yep. You know, after my um, divorce, which was nine years ago, I, I definitely was, like, searching, you know, for validation and acceptance and and love when I probably should have been giving it to myself, do you know what I mean? So I was much more social and I was out all the time and meeting new people and it was actually very, very uh effective in in
0: building a brand yeah the networking
1: was was wonderful yeah and um you know I used to go out a lot
0: I remember when I first met you I was like whoa she goes out more than me I honestly (laughs) used to love it I love
1: music so I love dancing so you know and the majority of the time I, I would be sober like I've even in situations like you know, going to the birdcage or going to the races, mm. you know, I rarely drink because it's a work it's a work opportunity for me. Mm. I usually uh, end up speaking to maybe three people, and you know, the majority of the time, they probably end up being a client. Really? Yeah. yeah. So um, I do tend to utilize those opportunities for making contacts.
0: If and this is something Tully asked me last week. And that's my answer was distractions. I think I can't focus Mm -hmm. on other things. If you weren't so occupied and busy learning, what do you think life would look like for you? Uh, In terms of entrepreneur? Yeah, yeah. like so you're saying you spend a lot of quiet time by yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you're always learning, you're always trying to up-level, listening Mm -hmm. to a podcast and things like that. Can you ever sit by yourself?
1: Yeah, I do. I rarely watch tv anymore yeah like I'm just not into I used to be extremely uh enamored by Hollywood mm. and I definitely I'm not now so for me sitting down and watching a movie which is really rare now that that would be a time where I would acknowledge the fact that I need that time self-care yeah yeah so I watch. you the, see it as self-care yeah now. I yeah. do yeah I do and I uh that that would be something that I I would turn turn the off switch off, mm. but definitely yeah. meditation as well. That that quiet time is very very important mm. to me. Um, but you know, I for me like if I've got spare time now, I want to go to the gym.
0: Yeah,
1: like I want to go. I want to learn how to um, grow my muscles. You yeah. know, I definitely it's still for sure about learning. Yeah, yeah, and I I I, I don't know Sarah. Like seriously, it's. We don't have a lot of time.
0: Yeah, it's true.
1: I just want to make the most of it. And I feel specifically uh, why I've probably travelled so much this year is because, you know, we had that time during COVID that we couldn't do those things. And um, for me, as I said, turning, you know, turning 50 in five years, I want to experience as much as I can.
0: What do you think the next five years look like for you um, and being 50?
1: I think I'll be living in America in five years. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I will definitely be spending a lot more time there uh, over the next three mm-hmm. um, in business. and Setting up practice. Definitely. The brand. Yep. Yeah, definitely doing the brand. And um, the inside out beauty for me is all about, Helping women and supporting women to be their best self. And I honestly, it's been so incredible to start building this community of like minded women. Uh, what happens in Inside Out Beauty? So it's a wellness program. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's basically all of the things I've done to improve my life. But the girls also get ex- access to experts in their field and, and experts that I've used. Mm-hmm. Uh, trainers, nutrition, uh, self-love experts, mindset coaches, um, dermatologists, injectors from America and London you know they get every week they get a different uh, a different topic and it's it's a really it's a very informative and educational platform but they also have access to me and um, and I'm supporting them through their journey.
0: What's the transformation like at the end for them? The before and after
1: photos are incredible. Yeah, right. Yeah, so um,
0: they have a commitment. Do most people do it for weight, or they just want to build their, like? Like I was talking about before, your confidence. They they see that they're like, I want that. It's definitely, or that's a byproduct of doing this.
1: I think the anti-aging or the positive aging is what I like to call it. I think that's been the selling point mm. is that, that they can see that I'm a woman, you know, in my mid forties you know, really loving life and and feeling and looking good. And, um, you know, I appreciate that for sure. But I feel like after, you know, coaching these women through their eight-week program, it's really the community and the mindfulness and, you know, really, you know, attacking What's the word? You're um, changing people's
0: lives. Well,
1: we're supporting each yeah. other and that's what we need. Yeah. And it's interesting because the first um, the first group that I worked with, uh, a lot of them were mums and the second lot weren't and mm. um, it was still the same result. Like we're all really connected and still messaging each other daily and it's been really lovely, you know, for me and for them.
0: I was going to say it's funny how they're, that- they're probably so disconnected, and they come to this community, and, and, yeah. and that's and that's all we really want, to be honest. Well, we want to be loved and accepted, exactly, and we want to feel safe. So it's an eight week course. It's an eight week
1: course, and um, all of the ladies not only lost weight, but they they look incredible. So they're really happy. And it wasn't for weight loss, but it's yeah. just been it's just been an, an addition that's been great.
0: What inspired you to do it? Were people messaging you all the yeah. time about? what do you do?
1: What do I do? What's your diet
0: like? So I
1: just wanted to share it. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, there's videos, um, weight training videos with my trainer and recipes and yeah, it's, it's a, it's an overall lifestyle um, program. Is this one of, businesses that fills up your cup a lot it it, definitely does like it's it's been so important for me uh I've absolutely loved every minute of it it's I that's what I was doing in LA last week so it's being rebuilt um, by a big tech company over there so we're relaunching in October so it's very exciting
0: oh so not that long away
1: no no and so the um, program will be um accessible to everyone
0: Oh, so people are going to be getting their faces done by you they're going to be <laughs> doing these courses and then they're going to be using you at the nighttime routine I can't wait for the skincare yeah. I can't
1: wait no it's ex- it's exciting it's very exciting anything else apart from all that all that that's going on um that's about it i i feel like i don't know like it's it's honestly august we're nearly at september mm. so i've got another big business summit in uh, Nashville in Tennessee in November. So that's going to be really exciting.
0: And what's that for? Just like you learn more about business? It's an entrepreneurial um,
1: type program. So that will be really, really exciting. But, look, I'm just looking forward to, you know, the boys getting off uh, school for their school holidays, spending a bit of time with them. Yeah. Yeah, Do you ever stop? Uh, I definitely do and like honestly like I just got back from LA I had six days there and I've just you know gone head first into work I feel so refreshed Mm. so for me just having that short little window you know by myself traveling as I don't know as a person I was going to say as a woman but I think this goes without saying getting on a plane by yourself and traveling halfway across the world or across the world is one of the most liberating things you could do you know, just having really no plan but yeah. just and no commitment really. To anyone. Um, to anyone. So yeah. I, I didn't get to experience that until I was in my very, you know, really late 30s, early 40s because I was having kids and I was married and I was running a business. So for me, this next part of my life is, is probably going to be the most exciting. I feel like I'm just getting started.
0: I've this is probably going to be one of my last questions because that seemed like you're leaning into your fears a bit, and it opened a whole new world for you. Are there is there anything else that you fearful of? I just want that's to have it. A, that's I, a little bit deep. It is deep. I just <laughs> that's, that's an off off, <laughs> off the mic conversation.
1: <laughs> Maybe I'm. Um, I'm just. Honestly, day by day, just giving it the best I can. Yeah, you know, I'm just having a go. That's that's my my motto. Like I I just want to try really hard. I want the boys to see that you know their mother's a strong person, and that you know I didn't go down without a fight. So that that's that's sort of what I feel. I'm not I'm not scared. I used to be scared of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm scared if I don't try enough. So I'm I love that. honestly really just yeah dropping the fear for yeah. me has been really powerful.
0: And something that everyone has to look forward to in their 40s. I think
1: 40s are the best. <laughs> I know, but you know what? I think 50s will be great too. You know, I think it just gets better.
0: And that's what I'm, I'm I'm, noticing. So that's why I wanted to talk to you because I'm like, oh, who's someone older than me that I really admire that I can have a conversation about their 40s? And it's, it's you.
1: It's funny though, like, and um, when I worked for Dr. Mendelssohn he's a very famous plastic surgeon who I worked for, and he... You know, we look in the mirror and we don't feel any different than we did when we were in our 20s. I do not feel any different. Mm. I'm still incredibly mm. immature, you know, <laughs> I say really inappropriate things. Yeah. I swear all the time. Um, but, you know, you know, looking after yourself on the inside, and, and that's what I'm sort of saying, you know, the health component of of this aging process is just so important. Mm. And that's what I really am taking seriously now is really looking after myself, my heart, you know, my my well-being, my mental health, you know, all of those things are so important. And, and then you start to look look better as well and feel better. Yeah. So I think that's the most important thing because we don't, we're aging but you just don't feel any different.
0: Speaking of aging, you told me there's a new product coming out. Oh, yes. That rev- could make me look younger. So, <laughs>
1: we have been waiting for this product for a long time. Yeah. It is has been available in the UK and Europe for the last 6 years. So the, the you know, the safety is there, the data is there, the studies are there. It's a, it's an amazing um, product, it. I can't say too much about the ingredients, as um, you know, we have regulations re- regarding medications. Mm-hmm. But it's a um, it's a combination of two types of fillers, and it really does work on the lower face rejuvenation. We haven't really had a product that sort of worked on the skin as well. And it, everyone that's had it done What's so lower far, face? lower you know, face I don't is, know anything. <laughs> is sort of our jowl area, inferior to our cheek. Yep. And the jawline and neck,
0: yep.
1: So most most patients are, are having two treatments of this, uh, and everyone that I've spoken to that's had the treatment so far says this: I just can't believe how good my skin feels. Mm. So it works on on the skin quality, the firmness, the the, the look, the elastin. So it's going to be extremely um, exciting for Australia. The Americans still do not have it. Wow. So um, Europe has really led the way. The factory apparently in Italy hasn't really been able to keep up with the demand. Yep. Um, So a very, very popular treatment in Europe and we now have it um, in our clinics. So um, if you are looking to have um, this treatment, you know, please do your research. Go to someone extremely reputable and experienced.
0: And maybe just message you to say what, <laughs> see what this product is. <laughs> it's exciting.
1: We can't tell you the that. name, obviously, because it's a, a, yeah. dr- a drug name. But, yeah, look, I'm very excited. I'm actually going to be having it myself this wow. week. I'm having my um, my neck treated. Yep. So, um, yeah, watch this space. I'll, I'll, I'll do a video and tell you all about it. Yeah, wow. Mm, it's going to be great. What
0: about for people on a
1: budget that can't afford that? What can uh, they do? Look, I think for people on a budget, and I've said this before, you know, really good cleanser, mm-hmm. really good cleanser, and a vitamin A serum for night. Yep. If you only had those two products, your skin would be popping. I would also suggest, you know, from maybe around your early thirties, that you would consider getting a small dose of Botox, maybe twice a year, maybe Easter and Christmas. And a small dose of Botox, you know, I'd not. Not many units is required, yep. but it will just help slow those static wrinkles down. Mm-hmm. you know. So for $200, $250, a couple of times a year, uh, it's also a good preventative.
0: And you'll look fresh. Yes, <laughs> yes, for your
1: Christmas day. <laughs> yes, I love that and I love
0: talking to you. Thank you. And we'll have you on again soon. I can't wait and we'll have
1: Tully back. Yes, yes. Tullaroo, we've missed you. Yes, bye. Thanks, Sarah.